This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. And welcome to the Wednesday Week, the original Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Uh, I'm James, and um, well, I'm, I'm heading up an unchanged lineup for uh, for the Wednesday Week this week. Uh, Fudge is here. Uh, Fudge, uh, whereabouts are you on your happiness barometer? Uh, I'm I'm in the middle. I'm I'm middling. I uh, I made a conscious decision to be a lot more uh, upbeat this week because uh, well, I listened to the last one I was on. I, I, you know, I bummed myself out if I'm honest. So I'm up. I'm I'm happy. I'm all right. I'm in I'm in the zone. I'm doing well, and uh, my mood just went up slightly because I like the inclusion of the uh, original Sheffield Wednesday podcast on the <laughs> intro. There, enjoyed that, Jay. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Victoria, my dear, are you well? Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I did it's that. It's a little delayed reaction. Right. <laughs> so a week ago, us three um, talked about well a hell of a lot of stuff that had gone on last week. Uh, Not quite as manic uh, over the last seven days, but suffice to say last week when we um, sat and threw about a few different names about who our new manager is likely to be, um, there was a name that we didn't discuss that we'd probably, uh, I think it's fair to say, none of us had ever even heard of, who 48 hours later uh, was indeed our new manager. Now, I'm... How had you not heard of him? You support Hertha Berlin. Uh, I don't. Well, hurt, I, hurt, hurt, hurt her. Um, I quite like them because they're based in Berlin and they wear blue and white. I, I've I've never I've never been to a game or anything like that. You know, let's let's not go That's crazy same. here. Same thing. Um, I have. I got really drunk, drank too much Bex, threw my ring up in the car park. Great day out. Through pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Do you, uh, yeah, I went do to you go eat jewelry or? Yeah, I went to go and watch her to Berlin at uh, at the Olympiastadion. Um, and it was a season where, for some reason, they were like third in the league, which was mental. And um, and they were playing Bayern Munich, hell of a game to be at. And uh, they served beer on the stands because, you know, Germany. 
and sausages everywhere as well. So I consumed far too many beer, far too many a sausage, and uh, I just baffed all over the car park. Uh, I've had many was, nights like that, Fudge. Was, 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 was Yoss their manager at the time? Uh, no, this was about God, it was 11 years ago now. I've still got a Hertha Berlin shirt with Fudge written on the back of it. Hilarious wow. is. Is that when you say written on the back? Do you mean like printed on the back, or you mean like you know? In pen. pen. <laughs> got a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a sharpie and just thought that'll do. <laughs> no, it got, it got. I had it printed on. We went. We went. We went balls out with it. Me and my mate Dan. Uh, it was our first ever um, football away day in, across Europe. Since then, we've been everywhere. It was our first one, so we thought we'd mark the occasion with uh, with a ridiculous amount of money. But. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, the the fudge is actually written across the bottom because obviously sponsors on the top. Ah, yes, this is the German way, isn't it? This is the German way. So, um, uh, so I, hold I thought... on a minute. So, do you do you have fudge written across your bum? I I don't. I don't have fudge written across my <laughs> bum. No, I don't. I, I'm assuming that was aimed at fudge, but he didn't seem to answer it. No, he didn't. He didn't respond to that. I was just going to invite him out. Right. I was on mute trying to, trying to protest my innocence, but look, I, I see where you're going with this. Have uh, you got fudge point, on your bum? I, I do have fudge on my bum, or did have fudge on my bum, but in the last 11 years, I've put on a significant amount of timber. So uh, I've got fudge just across my tramp stamp now. Um, <laughs> Is it like a new hue shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could get one edited and just, just pull it down at the bottom. Uh, see if, uh, if I, I actually, I saw your mum. Oh, this sounds like a your mum gag. No, I did right. actually see your mum on Twitter offering to do a better job for him. Uh, if she wants to do my Hertha Berlin shirt, now it's relevant, that would be smashing. Lovely. <laughs> I hate to drag this back to uh, football, but, you know, okay. new manager and all that. Um, have Had either of you heard of him before last Thursday or Friday? Uh, no, I hadn't. Um, but my other half for the last God knows how many months has been saying, oh, we need a Bundesliga manager. We need a Bundesliga manager that's done well and no one really knows him. And then as soon as we sign him, it was a right miserable sod about it. Because I was like, well, that's exactly what you've been asking for, isn't it? So shut moaning, miserable sod. <laughs> honestly, he's got the world at his feet, that lad. World at his feet. He's marrying me. Don't know. Honestly, don't know he's born. And he just moaned and moaned and moaned. And then when I pointed out that's all he'd been asking for, he shut up. Which is, you know, rightly so. Well, for, for me, I was actually very happy about it. And like, like I said to you, conscious decision, trying to be upbeat. This isn't me putting it on, actually. I think it's exactly... I agree with Al before, obviously, he was unhappy about it. I agreed, and I'm pretty sure you probably are the same, James, that a German manager, or a manager that's managed in Germany, like, you know, for all intents and purposes, is German, uh, is what we needed. And it's exactly what we wanted. And um, I think what it'll do is bring a different philosophy. Of course, I'm um, holding out for the David Wagner effect, you know, because we've got better players than uh, than what Huddersfield have got. So if we can get a David Wagner with our better players, then I'll be very excited about it. So I'm, you know, I for one am behind him, and I hope and I wish him all the uh, all the luck in the world. I think he's right when he says that this season's over. Let's build on next season. Um, there's obviously a um, an issue with him with what happened at Stuttgart about uh, transfers and director of football and uh, having creative control on who he wants to bring in and whatnot, which, uh, which which sits well with me. You know what I mean? I'm I'm really happy about it and I really hope it goes well because um, this is I've, I've really to to put a Carlos quote, I've put my meat on the fire with this one. Um, 
I've, I've sorry, said sorry, Fudge, but Car- Carlos quotes are now officially banned forevermore. He is dead to us. Sorry. Okay, sorry. My apologies. He, he was really seeing he was seeing another woman behind our back. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My apologies. So yes, I've put my bollocks on the chopping block with it and really gone to town and said, "This is what we need." I really hope that it works out for us. I really do. Okay, well, let's find out a little bit more about our new manager because you may have seen um, some tweets over the last couple of days uh, by uh, a freelance German football reporter called Archie Rind Tut. And um, Archie is, well, as near as damn it, an expert in all things German football. Um, so uh, I managed to catch up with Archie a little bit earlier on to find out all, uh, all about our new manager. So my, my first question is, is quite a basic one, really, but the one that was on the lips of, of many Wednesday fans on, on Friday when the, the news kind of came out, which is um, Jos uh, Lukai, who is he? He is a coach who has very much made his name in Germany, even if he is originally from the Netherlands. His, his, his family background even goes to uh, Indonesia, in fact, um, but his dad originally uh, would, actually had to flee from Indonesia uh, many years ago and settled in the Netherlands where he met Jos Lukakai's mother. Um, and I think actually uh, speaking to some people who've, who've worked with him in, in terms of the media, um, that kind of uh, childhood that he had has, has kind of influenced the the, the the sort of discipline and, and values that that he has as a coach um now as a coach in germany he has made a reputation of being somebody who can get sides promoted he's got borussia mönchengladbach aside with fantastic european pedigree promoted back to the bundesliga in the late uh, 2000s um if, if we can call that a decade then uh, after that he went and did a magnificent job at augsburg as well, getting them into the Bundesliga for the first time and keeping them there for two seasons uh, before then going on to Hertha Berlin, who he also took back up to the Bundesliga. Um, and then his last stint wasn't so successful, 85 days at Stuttgart. But the Stuttgart and the Augsburg stints are important in terms of when considering Jos Lukai as a character because you're looking there at how he fell out with the clubs over the amount of control that he has. He is old school in terms of, in terms of that way of doing things or regarded so in Germany because in England I don't think there's quite as much of a sports direct a, a sports director a sporting director model uh, that there is in Germany so I think that the opportunity to have that little bit more control at a club like Sheffield Wednesday and to be able to do things exactly as he wants them will be one of the things that has attracted him to the job. Obviously, you mentioned about the fact that you know he kind of likes that that control. What what else is he kind of no, known for in terms of his characteristics, in terms of his management style? Depends. If if, if you're talking about with the media, then he is somebody who's who's very much down to earth, not charismatic. I, I wouldn't expect any press conferences along the lines that you would have seen with Jurgen Klopp, for example, or David Wagner, um, but. But I, I would say that he's, he's somebody who's still very approachable in, in that sense. As for the way that he deals with his players, he has had the odd uh, skirmishes, perhaps uh, it's, it's perhaps too strong a word. I think, I think the right word is probably to say confrontations, but only with players who are not doing their bit for the team. The team goes over the individual 
every single time for him. And if he's taking training, I was speaking to a colleague of mine in Germany, a guy called Uwe Bremer, who uh, watched a lot of Luhukai, whether it was in training, matches, you name it. Um, he, he reports for a, uh, a, a big uh, Berlin newspaper out there. And he was saying that in terms of training with Jos Luhukai, if a player makes a mistake, he'll happily stop training to say, right, that wasn't right. What you should be doing here is this. That's the solution. Try this again. And OK, I think like most coaches, it can get a little bit louder if that instruction then is not followed. Um, but he's very much about hands-on in training. You, I think you hear a lot more in terms of maybe over in England of managers, not coaches. I think that Jos Luhukai certainly is a coach, but who likes to enjoy the managerial responsibilities with that as well. I've heard quite a lot about um, his approach to, to, to discipline um, and um, him being quite strict. In fact, there's this thing knocking about the fact that his, his nickname is, the, uh, how is it, the the Little General. Is that his, uh, his nickname? Yes. Um, how, how kind of accurate is that then about, about him being super strict? It's funny. There's been uh, a, a little debate on Twitter amongst a, a thread or so that I've that I've been uh, in, involved in, and and on the one side, there, there's people going, "This is spot on," but I, I think that that kind of dictatorial sense of it is is perhaps a little stretched. I would say. I mean, it's not quite Felix Magat at Fulham. I, I don't think you're going to be see anything quite like that. But I think that discipline is very much key to the way that he works. So that that is a very important tenet for him. And, and carrying that forward. I think the little general is, is perhaps a little harsh, but he left both Stuttgart and Augsburg because he wasn't getting the control that he was wanting. And he, he needs to work uh, without compromise. Um, he, I don't think he enjoys getting challenged. It's, it's his way or the highway, uh, to, uh, to use a cliche or two. Um, so I, I think that he's, he's somebody that, may, that maybe is a little bit different behind closed doors. But I think that ultimately, the, the, I, th- I think the little generals are probably a little bit too far in terms of a nickname. Okay, well, I think as Wednesday fans, we'll, we'll certainly come up with uh, some kind of nickname for him after uh, we, we get to kind of grips with who he is, because uh, that's, that's he, uh, something we tend to, um, we tend to do. If, 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 you want, if you want nicknames or slogans, at Augsburg, I remember there was a fan who once had a shirt on it was around 2012 that he was in charge of Augsburg and on the back of it uh, what with the American election slogan with Barack Obama they had Yos we can uh, on the back of their shirts <laughs> so that was one um, and then I remember also uh, that was uh, re- referred to by some Hertha supporters and indeed by this German colleague that I mentioned Uwe Bremer um, but it, just because he, he didn't have quite the same charisma um, as as Jennifer Lopez or J Lo, he he was nicknamed J Lou. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know whether that will be uh, catching on uh, around Love Wednesday them. fans at all. I, I'm 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 sure that he'll carve out something. I mean, he's got a, a, a particularly striking moustache, as I'm sure all, all Wednesday fans have seen already. So uh, there's certainly there's certainly enough to work with there. That's for sure. Um, I think one of the things that, that Wednesday fans have, have, have kind of um, latched onto with, with with what people have been saying about his style is with regard to some of the 
you know, kind of inverted commas, big name players that we've we've got at the the club for the, for the level that, that we're at. Players who are on quite high uh, wages, and if you ask some fans, they would say that maybe haven't really been achieving this season, not really been pulling their weight. Um, from what you know of him, do you think that he's the guy that can that can get the best out of these players? He doesn't do special treatment for players. Uh, that that doesn't happen with him. Uh, everyone will be put on the same keel. So, I my knowledge of the, of the Wednesday squad is, is 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 not as great as yours. But for example, if if Jordan Rhodes would be expecting, and I, I say his name just just by p- picking one of your strikers that you have, uh, if, if if he was expecting to get any sort of special treatment, then then Yosli Hukai won't afford that to him. Uh, so I, I think that he certainly experience is something that he's not lacking at all. And he, he will have been through numerous experiences and, and has been in terms of the Bundesliga and, and, and with respect to Wednesday, I think that the challenge, for example, of, of coaching a club like Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, with, uh, with, with the history that they have is just that notch above, um, so I, I, I don't think he'll be daunted in terms of the size of the club or, or indeed the challenge that he's, he's, he's worked at clubs with with high attendances that that you have at, at Hillsborough every week and, and that sort of expectation. Um, but I think that maybe adjusting to a new country will, will be something. I don't think that I think that David Wagner, for example, has has shown that kind of you need to have championship know how that that's being a bit of a myth, really. Uh, so I, I think that if, if you have your own ideas and then are able to implement them successfully, um, then I, I don't I don't see why he can't be successful. I, I've, I've had one. Uh, you won't be very surprised at this. I've had one Sheffield United fan uh, saying to me that 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 Wednesday need to look at, at how far they are above above the relegation zone. I'm, I'm sure you're shocked by that, but uh, <laughs> I, I honestly can't see uh, that that being too much of a problem. I, I think that. Yeah, Wednesday should survive quite comfortably. From a tactical point of view, um, quite a few of us Wednesday fans became a little frustrated under under Carlos uh, with uh, his kind of fierce commitment to playing a four four two formation that that felt like it wasn't really working for us. Do, does Jos have a preference, or can we expect some more flexibility from him in terms of of what formation his team set up with? He's not the sort of coach who's going to say right. We need to learn four, five, six formations here. Um, he, he's not part of this new wave of of coaches that you have in Germany, the likes of Julian Nagelsmann and, and Domenico Tedesco, who are uh, kind of regarded as as, as, as tactics. Uh, I was about to say the German word, which wouldn't be helpful to anyone. Um, as regarded as uh, um, as tactics foxes, as, as it kind of directly translates. Uh, Lu Hakai isn't that. He he is somebody who will try and mould his style of play. I think to the squad, he'll look at the options that he's had, and then try and form a system. Not necessarily trying to uh, put uh, square pegs into round holes uh, at all. So I, I would say maybe that's an encouraging element for for Wednesday fans. But whether you should necessarily expect the most expansive football, I I, I wouldn't say that that's something that's necessarily been too forthcoming with him but I think that his, his ability to adapt at least the squad in the first and where he's run into trouble before has been actually less the style of play but more his style of management wearing off I think after a while because he's not able to I think refresh and renew and I, I think discipline is, is, is a very good starting point with anything but I'm, I'm 
you have to be, I think, even more innovative and particularly to capture the imaginations and, and keep the interest of professional footballers these days. Um, I, I think that you, you do need to be that little bit creative in the way you go about your business. So I, I think that it will work for Luhakai um, at, at some point. His, his English in the press conference was better than I expected. Um, but but at the same time, I, I think w- w- with any coach, it, it's a question of for, for how long. I was going to ask about that, actually, because obviously when Carlos came to Wednesday, he arrived with a bit of a reputation as being something of a, a journeyman, but it ended up being the longest that he'd stayed at, at any at any club by, by some distance. Um, do, do you think that, that, that Jos could be a long-term appointment, or do you think that this is likely to be a short-term fix for Sheffield Wednesday? I, I guess I guess in terms of the length of time that Carvajal was there and what Wednesday have done in, in the past few seasons kind of probably changes the expectations because of of, of what he's of, of what has, has been achieved by the club in terms of getting into the playoffs and, and coming so close recently. So I don't know whether Lou Hakai will necessarily have the same patience from above. You know the Wednesday board better than I do. Um, but I, I think that given the tag that he has of being a promotion expert, which which is true, um Albeit, albeit in the Bundesliga, but I, I don't think that's necessarily a but. I think that, that, that those are still very difficult challenges, particularly with the expectations he's had to work with um, in terms of clubs expecting promotion directly back to the Bundesliga. Um, so if, if anything, those parameters have been a little bit more difficult to work with. But I would still think that, that, that this appointment bearing that tag in mind, I think it's been made as much to the short term. Of course, I, 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 there can't be an expectation for him to get Wednesday promoted this season. I think, what is it, you're on 30 points and, and, and the playoffs are currently 43 at the moment. I think 13 yeah. points and a 13-point gap in 20 games is far too much to make up. But it's certainly with an eye to next season. Um, I'll be interested to see, or what will be interesting for me is actually how much control he's given in terms of the transfer policy of Wednesday in the summer. Just on that on that point, um, obviously we're in a, a kind of a situation with financial fair play here where um, you know things were a little tight in terms of what we've got to spend. What's his kind of record like when it comes to, uh, to, to transfers and to spending money? I think that, that there's been a debate about how good he is about developing younger players he wanted to bring in the, the the whole sticking point of him staying at Stuttgart for example was that he wasn't able to bring in the players that he wanted to bring in and was was somewhat pushed by the sporting director to try and work with some of the younger talent but on the other hand he brought through uh, or helped to bring through at Hertha Berlin a guy called John Anthony Brooks who was a US international moved for 20 million euros to Wolfsburg in the summer um, and all of the way he brought him through was interesting. Every time he seemed to make a mistake early on in the game, he, he'd hook him off. Um, so that's that's another kind of side issue about the way he, he manages as such. Um, but I, I, I think that he, he's somebody who has proven himself in being able to work under tight budgets before. Um, it's not like Hertha, Berlin, for example, or indeed Augsburg. Augsburg in particular, did not have massive amounts of money to spend. They were among the lowest spenders in the Bundesliga when, after he did get them up. Um, so I think that sort of experience will also have been attractive to Wednesday in terms of the players that 
he, he was able to to bring in and perhaps not not with the greatest expectations I think there are some in terms of the championship level there are some big names in that in that Wednesday squad I wouldn't necessarily expect kind of similar big names under Luhukai to, to come in um but I wouldn't but but I wouldn't necessarily underestimate his signings. Um, but it of course depends who who he signs. I can't prophesize as to as to, as to who will come in. Um, I, one Berlin journalist had asked me about the possibility of of a centre back called Sebastian Langkamp coming over from Hertha Berlin, but I, I I don't know anything more on that. Obviously, he's he's very much in at the deep end. His his first game managing Wednesday being the uh, the, the Steel City derby at, at Bramall Lane. Um, obviously, he's kind of got experience of, um, of of derby games before in in, in Berlin and, and other clubs that he's been at. But there's been a bit of debate among Wednesday fans as to whether or not this is a good first game or probably the worst possible first first game for him. How, how do you think he'll kind of deal with the, the the pressure that comes with that being the first chance that Wednesday fans have got to, to kind of see what he can do? I don't think the pressure will be a problem for him, but I don't think also that he's had probably quite as big a game in terms of quite as big a derby game. I think that this, as a derby fixture, is bigger than what he would have experienced uh, in in Germany, bigger than Hertha Berlin against Union Berlin, even though that hadn't happened in a while. Uh, I, I think the history that runs deeper in terms of with United and Wednesday is, is is that little bit more special. But but as we were saying, I think there is still the, the, a wealth of experience that he's had in several hundred games of management. That that this is nothing new to him that he will be experiencing. I think it's. A little bit of a free hit, so long as, uh, as so long as you don't lose by a couple of goals, and then and then the pressure is kind of ratcheted up immediately. But I think it. I think I, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll just want a, a performance, but as, as much as anything, you, you just want the result. Um, so I, I think he's he's more than capable of of delivering on on that front, but. Uh, let's let's wait and see. I don't think it'll be too much of a culture shock to him. Okay, we're not we're not greedy Wednesday fans. We'll we'll just settle for a nice four 0 win. That'll be fine. <laughs> um, final um, yeah. final question for me. On the first Wednesday fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most important question, really, just how do we say his name? Because I've been saying Jos Lukai. How 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 near is that? How close is that? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jos Luhakai. Luhakai. Uh, so yeah, uh, the 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 end bit is is Kai, um, and then ev- everything before is kind of open to interpretation, I guess. Um, but but yes, that is how his name was was pronounced in Germany. I've, I've never heard him him say it himself, uh, but I, I guess particularly because he spent the majority of his well, he spent the entirety of his coaching career in Germany. Um, I think that has almost led to a kind of Germanized pronunciation of his name that little bit more, but it's similar that there are similarities with Dutch to German as well. So yes, I, I, I would say go with Jos Luhakai. Luhakai. It will be interesting to hear how it comes out once it's kind of been through Sheffield um, <laughs> and uh, and quite what we uh, we do with his name. Um, Archie, thank you very much. Thank you for your time today. Much appreciated. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully the, the start of a, of, a, of, a, of a brilliant working relationship between um, Jos Luhakai and Sheffield Wednesday. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And, uh, and yes, I'll be watching with some intrigue to see how he gets on. And, and I know that a few colleagues in, in Berlin are also watching very closely as well. 
So a big thank you to uh, to Archie for his time earlier on um, today. Some really interesting stuff in there, and um, you know, take from it what you uh, what you will. But it sounds like it really sounds to me like this this guy is ticking a lot of the boxes that we've kind of been complaining about for a while. You know, in terms of discipline, in terms of a lot of people complained about um you know carlos seemingly having kind of favorite players and maybe going easy on some players because they were kind of in his his club um you know this guy none of that um and um yeah i'm quite looking forward to it what i do really like is the fact that obviously he's he's done a few interviews with the media this week and he's not really been drawn in terms of what formation he's looking at, what style of football he's looking at with us. And the reason that I like that um, is because um, Sheffield United on Friday night will have absolutely no idea what kind of team they're lining up against. They won't know what kind of football we're going to play. Well, they will because they'll know exactly what 11 we've got available, won't they? And they know that they're all bloody shite. That's the problem. Well, that's the nice positive <laughs> attitude that we're looking I, I, for, isn't it, Vic? Um, <laughs> no, my point is, like, we have we have no idea what, what, what kind of tactics we're going to play, whether or not we're going to go back to a high-pressing game, whether or not we're going to be a counter-tracking team, whether or not we're going to sit back. We just don't know. So if we don't know, there's no way that Sheffield United can know, and that makes it very difficult to, to plan for. Yeah, obviously, you know, we're limited in terms of the players that are available to us. Um, but you know exactly how they will line up and what they will do um, is a bit of a mystery, and I like that. I have to say, though, you know, like the fact that he's is is he a bit is he a bit Dutch? Is he really Dutch, he's but managed in Germany? Am Dutch, I getting yeah. that right? Yeah, he's Dutch. yeah, <laughs> not just a bit. He's not just <laughs> you know a bit Dutch. You, know, you like you know, look, Glenn Leuven's a bit Dutch, uh, but no, um, Jos <laughs> is entirely one hundred percent Dutch, right through from so top I'm, to bottom. I'm hoping. I am hoping, um, on behalf of our good Lord Hillsborough, who cannot be with us this evening, God rest his soul, um, that maybe, just maybe, he might get the best out of a certain centre-forward who, let's be honest, guys, like, I know you you two aren't his biggest fans and whatever else, oh. but how good would it be if he scored at Bramall Lane? How good would that be? Like, he'd just, um, it'd just gonna... be a kick in the face. What's that going to do with him being The only pleasure I would get out of it. Well, I just think you might be able to talk to him a bit better. He's Austrian, he's Dutch. It's very similar, isn't it? Well, he's, 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 he's Austrian, Kosovan, something else. And anyway, he's not going to score, forget that. That's silly he, talk. Yeah, but let's be honest, he might be a bit Dutch because he's everything else, isn't he? So he might he might be Dutch. He might think, next year, he might play English for the Dutch national team. Dutch. Anyway, we're not we're not spending this podcast talking about Atty you. Next. Yes, the German mentality... German football, very excited about it. Um, I love his optimism because I think it was we discussed last week, didn't we, about um, anybody who thinks that we can still make the playoffs is mental. But uh, it's, it, the league is tight, and he seems to um, he seems to think we can sneak in. You know what? I'm a believer. Why not? Glass half full. Different kind of damn fudge this half of the season. It's happening. New year, new me. We're going to the playoffs. We're going to Wembley again, kids. Pack your bags. Get your hotels booked. You're scaring me a little bit now. <laughs> this this is a bit weird. You've gone from being miserable, Dan Fudge, to being. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not accusing you or anything. But are you on drugs tonight? I'm. Uh, I've just got uh, Yorkshire tea in at work. Oh so, right, okay. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. smacked up on. Uh, 
Yorkshire tea with Southern Air. That's it's a lethal combination. A lethal combination. Um, Yeah, well, I think it was mostly uh, Mr. Chancery, wasn't it, that was talking about he thinks that we can still make it in the playoffs. Um, I think I think Yoss was quite um, non-committal in terms of what his target is, other than. He wants to be successful. Um, he is, he, from what I've seen of him so far, unless he's deliberately playing his cards close to his chest because of the game on Friday, he seems to be incredibly good at answering questions without answering questions. Um, and I quite, you know, I, I always respect people that manage to do that because he, he talked for whatever it was, half an hour at the press conference earlier in the week, um, but didn't really say anything, which is quite a skill in itself, isn't it? Well, neither of them did, did they really? Nobody really answered a question. And I think the more questions were asked, the more Mr Chancery looked really angry at the fact that questions were being asked at a press conference. It, it was a very odd, odd situation. One of my friends texted me, because I couldn't get online, uh, one of my friends texted me saying, are you watching this? It's the perfect advert for broken English. And then when I watched it back, I was like, oh my God, this is this is brilliant. This beats Carlos hands down. But yeah, nobody answered a question. It was all a bit cards close to the chest and a bit, ah, you just wait and see, kids. You wait and see. It all might happen. You never know. I mean, a genuine straightforward question here, right? Do you think he's the right choice for us? I think he's the right choice out of what was available for us, yeah, 100%. I think, you know, you look down that list and some of them made me just wince at the thought of them coming into us. Like, it just... We even talked about Paul Lambert last week and actually... Like, you know, we're all going, oh, yeah, he'd probably be all right. He's probably what we need and whatever else. But actually, you know, everyone's saying they haven't heard of Lukai. Is it James? Has you learned on your little recording there? Lukai. Lukai. Yeah. So, Lukai. So, like, everyone's saying, oh, I've not heard of him. But actually, he's managed in the German Premier League, like, and he's done bloody well at it. So, you know, fairness to Chancery, he's got his checkbook out and he's chucked it again like across Europe, but to a good manager by the sounds of it. I love it. I love it. I, I like that it's going to bring a breath of fresh air. And to be fair, Carlos has done that as well. He's um, he's He came from nowhere. And like I said, we've all said thanks for the memories. We've moved on. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 or 014 Right, so um, another game and um, another game without any goals. Carlisle on... Um, on Saturday, I mean, we should, probably should have known that it had got nil-nil written all over it with um, everything that had been um, going on. But I think fair to say it was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it, this one? Well, like you said, it was completely expected, wasn't it? So you can't really... That's like knowing that you've asked for a pair of socks at Christmas and getting a pair of socks at Christmas. You know, you can't be too <laughs> disappointed. You know what you're going to get. It's going to be pretty crap. It was always going to be a pretty bog-standard team out against another bog-standard team. We should have done better. We all know we should have. But that's also the arrogance that creeps in when you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan. You know, we think we should win it. But actually, when we got out there, we shouldn't have, really. You know, it was probably a fair result. I only listened to it. I didn't go. Um, But I got a migraine halfway through, which says it all, really. And it wasn't through excitement. (laughs) I, um, I... Positives, 
didn't concede. I'll take that. You know what I mean? Given the way we've hemorrhaged goals against against Burton, for example, you know, I'll take it that we didn't concede, and it, and, and it'll be a great confidence boost for. Uh, for the goalie and for the centre backs and all that, but apart from that, that's a, that's a long way to go, isn't it? And you know, my my biggest concern about Carlisle, about about through it all, is why do they have Geordie accents? They're the wrong side of the country. What the? Uh, no, well they're they're far north. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think where it's, is is it is it extreme I, I northwest? I went to the lakes recently. It's north of the lakes, isn't it? Because it's as you keep going up the motorway towards the lakes, it keeps saying Carlisle 100 miles, Carlisle 80 miles. And that is the longest drive in the world up to the lakes. So Christ knows what it's like to drive to Carlisle for a nil-nil draw. Um, but yeah, I noticed when I went to the lakes, fudge, everyone had a Geordie accent. It was very, very strange. Oh, like a soft Geordie accent. It was, it, like, I loved the accent. It was nice, but it's very odd. Um, I, I didn't go to the game either, um, but... I did get a report back from my mate who said that um, Liam Palmer was all right. Uh, Morgan Fox needs to never play football ever again, which I think a few of us have said a few times of late. Um, And um, Ross Wallace is still in a kind of a situation where really needs to do some more work because it's it's not really working with... um, with where he's playing at the moment, um, so actually, probably nothing really changed from um, from the game before, really. So, I guess he had a shot, didn't he? Because on the radio, on the radio, it said like he had a shot, and it was like, "Is it going to be a Ross Wallace shot from two years ago that we're all expecting?" And then they were like, "No." And I thought, well, that just sums it all up, doesn't it? That is it. Is it going to be what happened two years ago? No, it's not. Because he's gone a year too long. You know, bless him, he tries his heart out. He, he gives it a good go, but he's not good enough. He's a year too long, like a lot of the squad. Uh, there's still a chance for him to turn it around. You know, he might really suit whatever system we're going to play under the new manager. I don't think you could write him off yet. No, no, I really, really hope he does. I really hope he does because I've always rated Wallace, really have. Um, and there's a lad that sits behind me that hates him and we get in a lot of arguments about it. Um, but I've I've always rated him. I think he, he does try. Um, and I would, I'd love to see him come good again. Absolutely love it. And like, like I said earlier, you know, that fresh sort of European football blood, maybe that is what he plays to. And, you know, you can't fault him. He's played at some big clubs in his career. Maybe this is his chance now to see out the end of the season and end it on a, a good high and see, you know, if, if he ends it on a really good high, give him another year. If he doesn't, sorry, Ross. Like, thanks. Cut loose. Just like that. So that's kind of like... That's how I treat um... all my men fudge, you would know. <laughs> so it, it brings us to the end of the uh, Lee Bullen, Bullen era, um, where what yeah. four games altogether that he had in 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 charge? One win, one draw, two defeats. Um, not not the best record, but if we kind of um, package together the the Bullen and the Carlos era as one um, and kind of say well that's it you know that we, we put that era to bed we've got a new era that starts um, starts this week starts this Friday and we need it don't we because I think it's 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 the way that we're playing has become tired everything about watching Wednesday's become tired at the moment and we're just really ready for that for that kind of um, that refresh and some new ideas and some new um, and some new blood which brings me on to the subject of youth uh, because we have recalled a couple of our younger players from their loan spells elsewhere. 
And we heard um, in one of his first interviews earlier this week that uh, Jos has included some of the uh, the younger players, some of the academy players in the first team training um, since he's come in. Maybe a bit of indication that some of them may have a role to play maybe um, in the next few games and maybe as, as we go through this period where we've got a lot of injuries that some of the younger players could get at least a place on the bench or, or maybe even some, some time on the pitch. Um, what do you think about this? Do you think it's a, a good call? Do you think we're crying out for some kind of a younger blood to come in? I, I found that quite a shocking fact in the fact that it's shocking now because I know like when I was involved in Wednesday, like don't get me wrong, like a long time ago now, nearly 10 years ago. And before that, when I was involved with the academy lad, like a lot of people, a lot of the academy players trained with the first team. It was pretty much the norm, like three or four every single day would train with the first team. And I think it's quite surprising that it's a big deal all of a sudden that he's is training the the young kids with the first team because I think if they're in that development squad they're in it for a reason it's to be developed I think it's quite it's quite shocking and I think that that maybe says a lot about football now maybe says a lot about Carlos's style of football but the fact that they haven't been training and that it's like this new news that oh my god the under 23s are training with the first team I think that's quite surprising really um yeah, it is. It is. I don't. I don't know why they've uh, created such a division of these lads are all right. You know, the, these lads are going to get all the guts, all the glory. You, you lot, you're going to Port Vale on loan. You know what I mean? It, it seems. It seems weird. But recalling them back and then uh, and re- ending their loan, I find a little harsh, if I'm honest, because I think I, I think any player in, in the early stage of his career needs to get you know football. And uh, and play football and and be part of a team and be around something, and and I think the the loan system is it that's one of the best things about it, um, to recall them back to the squad, for from what the outside looking in the perception to me is that they've recalled them from their respective loans is for backup, really. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're not going to get we on are, the bench, we are lads, short or on numbers, one of the two we? might. We are short on numbers. I get that, but it, it just and and that's you know it's just it, it, this is where the loan system can sometimes bite you in the backside because it's not the best thing for the players. Do you know what I mean? Because hey, listen, you 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 might get on the bench this Saturday, so I'm going to pull you from being a big fish in a little pond uh, playing for Bore and Wood. You know what I mean? To all of a sudden maybe getting on the bench for Wednesday against against the Blades. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It, it, I, I, I get it, and I understand the necessity of it. I just think it's a little harsh on the lads. It's like James just said there. They are a backup to our backup, aren't they? That's the thing. Like, we've we've got nobody else. You might as well put me on the bench. Like, there's nobody else there. Our, our full first team now are our backup first team, in theory. And that's... He's got, to, he's got to look to the youth team. And I think that's probably something quite refreshing about what we're going to do moving forward is that if we do need to do that, let's not go out and get 11 Irby Emanuelsons on loan. Let's let's look at our youth team and our youth setup, And we've got some good players because you saw, uh, I can't think of what kid it was now. Is it St. Clair? Everyone went berserk when we called him back, their fans. Yeah, he was at Gillingham, wasn't he? Um, Sean Clair and he'd been... Yeah, that's um, it, Gillingham. 
uh, yeah, uh, by all accounts, playing really, really well. Uh, there's an element to this as well, which could be, you know, a new manager comes in. We know from what we've heard about him that, that he's quite headstrong, is um, is is Yoss. He's got his way of doing things. And he might have said, right, I want every player that's contracted to this club here. I want to see them and decide whether or not I think they're part of our plans for the rest of the season. Um, and, you know, that, that, that could well have played a part in this, that he wants to have a look at all the players, doesn't matter what their age is, before deciding whether or not he's going to send them back out on loan or whether or not they're going to be involved in the first team and that's got to be a good thing hasn't it yeah definitely definitely okay next thing on um on my uh running order and um i mean this is an interesting one it it kind of reared its head a couple of weeks ago Uh, it's the subject of season ticket refunds yes um now this all came to light didn't it on 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 christmas eve is where this this whole kind of thing started i'm going to call it a saga this whole kind of saga started uh with the rather unusual chairman 3am website statement after a uh, a box of belgian blue and um that kind of mentioned the fact that some fans had asked for refunds and and in that statement uh, it went on to kind of say that any fan that doesn't want to be at Hillsborough, he doesn't want to force people to be there against their will. So, of course, he'll give a refund to anyone with conditions. It's kind of gone on from there a little bit, whereby there was this kind of two-day window where people could um, submit their interest in getting a, a refund. And then the news today that's come out is that the conditions that go with getting a refund are basically that uh, you get a, a, a pretty much a, a lifetime ban from ever having another season ticket or club <laughs> membership. Um, I have the uh, I have them here if you if you want me to read them out. I, yeah, are, go for it. There are six main points. So I've got accrued ticket prior, accrued TPP points and Wednesday card points via your season ticket will be forfeited, which is a big one for me. Very you know very hard line. I enjoy it. Uh, while you can attend Hillsborough on a match by match basis, future season tickets or club membership applications. So, yeah, so you're not allowed a season ticket after. The value of your refund will be calculated based on the remaining 10 games of the 17-18 season. For example, if your season ticket was priced at £230, you'll receive £100. You'll receive a cheque for the refund, which will be collected upon the return of your season ticket. If you have paid via the finance option, you should contact V12 Retail Finance and request documentation that shows your account has been settled in full. If you purchase, if your purchase was a three-year season ticket, your final year will also be refunded. I, I think that's very hardline from uh, from Chancery. I quite like it. He's gone from being this nice guy that's perceived as a bit of a pushover by some of our fans to sacking the manager and then saying, "Well, if you want money back on your season ticket, you don't come back here with another one." I quite like it. What do you reckon? I think. Do you know what? Right. If if he'd have come out and said, "Yeah, I'll refund you. Come back next season. Tatty bye. Off you go." I'd have been pretty pissed off as somebody who's got a three-year season ticket. I've still got another year and like this year and another year left. I'd be pretty annoyed if I've got to sit through this crap and someone can go away, get a refund, get a bit of a January bonus, and come back next year when it's all nice and airy. Like, no, if you're going to give it up, you give it up. That's we've said it, and I said it last week, and we've I said it on Talksport, and we've said it a few times. Like, if you buy a season ticket, you don't buy it to watch us win one nil every week or draw one all every week. Yeah, we'll be safe. Yeah, we might get in the playoffs, but it's not an exciting thing to watch. It just gets boring. And after 10 years of it, you'll be bored. So if you don't want to stick it out when it's bad, you can't be there when it's good. It's like, you know, it's. I think it's very, very fair. All right. Do you want, do you want my rant on this? 
Go on. Have you have you got like a whole speech prepared for it, Jay? I've got a whole speech prepared for it. Um, I literally I got it. a toilet I, roll. I hate it. Right. I I hate everything about it. And it seems that there is kind of a majority of fans now who are backing the owner's stance on this. And it sounds like you two kind of go along with it as as well. I, just none of this sits right with me. If I'm honest, I haven't liked anything through the the whole process so i don't like that there were fans that asked for refunds i don't like that mr chancery publicized that there were fans that asked for refunds um i don't like that he invited others to apply for a refund i don't like that others did apply for a refund and i don't like that we're going to be banning fans from having a season ticket again i just don't see who wins out of it all um and the thing that kind of gets me most that i'm i'm most disappointed about is that we've just appointed a new manager right it's the start of a new era and what a start it is we've got Sheffield United away on Friday night and that is all we should be talking about right now that's the only thing that should matter at the moment um we should be trying to unite our fan base not put kind of more divisions in there and I kind of get that it's it's kind of a parting shot by him, isn't it? At fans that want to jump ship at the first sign yeah. of, of trouble. But like with a new manager in place, with hopefully new signings to come in as well, surely what we should be trying to do at the moment is try and re-engage fans that have fallen out of love with it a bit and get them back at Hillsborough for the Cardiff match rather than telling them, oh, well, don't bother coming back. It's just... It doesn't sit right with me. I don't like. I don't like any of it. I just don't like okay. it. And and okay. and some. So I've I've seen people saying it's fans getting what they deserve, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it is a fair condition in the circumstances, but I just hate that what it's done is it's caused division in our fan base when we need the opposite of that. We need unity and we need togetherness. Um, and I hate it. I just hate the whole thing. And I, I, I just don't. don't I don't see how anyone benefits, and I don't see how anyone comes out of it looking good. Well, that's what that you know. That's part and parcel of what Vic was saying. I mean, we we know that the whole offering of refunds and scene ticket and all that that you said was wrong, and we discussed that in length before. I think I think once we've got to this point where where we'll go, this is happening. I think he's dealt with it very well. And and like you said, James, there's an argument there for yes, we do need to unite the fans. Yes, we are in the, at the start of a new era. Um, do we want this negative contingent of these people who are happy to get their season tickets refunded? Do we want them at Hillsborough? Do you know what I mean? And that, that's a that's a conversation but, to be had. But but why 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 is football so much different to this? So if you um, if you regularly do your shopping at Topman and uh, yeah. you buy a new coat from them and you get it home and you actually decide you don't like it, you take it back and they go, well that's fine, we'll give you a refund, but you're not allowed to buy any more coats from us. Like that wouldn't happen. What they do is they're like, well, yeah, we'll give you a refund, um, and you know, you they, they would then maybe contact you, you know, a few months down the line or something to say we've got some new coats out. Do you want to come and have a look at those and see whether or not you like those? That's not the best example that I can think of. But in any normal no. customer service situation, when someone comes with a complaint about the, you know, the product. the product, um, what you actually find is that people do their best to try and engage them and try and you know win them over and get them on side and hopefully you know not lose their custom in the future rather than just kind of slamming the door in the face on the way out. I get that. I, I, I get that. But football is different. Now, it, it, it's like, you know, the, the the example used, I understand. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, Topshop will probably go, hey, sorry about not getting it right. It's 10% off or whatever they might do. But then there's also those customers, let's say, take it for a restaurant perspective. If you... 
Um, if you come into a restaurant and they uh, you don't like the product, they would say, oh my God, I'm so sorry about that. They'd apologize. They'll probably give you a refund. They'll invite you to come back next time, yada, yada, yada. But if you had a customer in your restaurant shouting and kicking off and then grabbing the table next to them saying, this is, this is rubbish in here. We're not going to come back in here again, are we? What about you over there on table 22? Let's start a bit. You know, we don't want to come in here. I'm going to go straight online and moan about it. I'm going to tweet the restaurant manager and all the staff. Do you want them as part of your restaurant? Or if they'd eaten three quarters of the meal already as well. <laughs> but, do you know but what I mean? We, but I you're making it, an it's... assumption there, aren't you, that, that all the people that have asked for a refund are, are like that? I think it's an educated stretch. I don't think it's... Uh, I think they are like that, yeah. And, and I don't I think... I think there's I'm, some that will I'm be, but there, there might be people that, that have... Generalization. That for whatever reason, you know, their personal circumstances, that they go, well, do you know what, actually... Um, I could do with, you know, maybe something's happened within their family and they thought, well, if there's an offer of a refund, I'm going to take it because, uh, you know, I've got other priorities for, for the next few months or something. But obviously, you know, they can't, they get this kind of quite, um, is it fair to say slightly aggressive letter kind of saying, well, you've got to give up this, you've got to give that, you've got to give up the other. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe they are all it's people. Not that have been it's not thousands of pounds, right though, is it? Center. That's but the thing. I've I've seen very few people who've been vocal on Twitter saying, "I'm going to take the refund and I want out and I don't like this and I don't like this and everyone else should do it." I've not seen many people doing that. I've not I've not seen one yet. If I'm honest, I've not seen. And I imagine that we're probably talking about tiny numbers. I think we're talking about, you know, handfuls of, of people, yeah. if, if, if that. And it, it seems ridiculous that, you know, so much of our fan base is engaged in a conversation at the moment about something that affects so few people. Um, yeah. And I guess that kind of brings me back to my point, which is that, you know, why, have we, why are we talking about this in the build-up to, you know, a massive, massive game, but also, uh, you know, for... for against all the odds it's ended up being quite an exciting build-up to the game because we've got a new manager who's got new tactics and he's got no bloody players to play those tactics but you know he's got new ideas and stuff it might just be a brilliant Friday night um, and yet we're not talking about it that all all I've really seen people talking about today on, on Twitter is this season ticket thing again well that's what I said last week though I think at the time like I think Chancery listened too much. I think he listened too much to a, a tiny minority of fans that wanted a refund and stomped the feet. And I think he's listened and he said, okay, if you want one, you can have one. And actually, he should have just ignored it. Like, But I don't think that's the kind of guy he is. And I said that last week. I think he's the kind of guy that would go, okay, fair enough, you want one, fine, let's look at it. And I think, actually, had we have not addressed that that question at all we'd have been in a lot better place because one it was going to put off potential managers which you know luckily we've got someone in who looks like a decent enough manager but it could have really put off people like would you want to go to a company that was refunding its customers left right and center if it wanted to no it looks like a company that's going to go down the shitter doesn't it so you wouldn't want to move there for a job if all you can see is that they're offering customers all their money back like, and they're not going to, in theory, 20,000 people might not turn up the next week. Would you want to come as a manager? So, no, it shouldn't have been mentioned then, and therefore it shouldn't be mentioned now. But the fact is, he's, he's addressed it, and he's he's done what that minority of fans asked him to do. And unfortunately, sometimes that minority of fans outshout the happy clappers, if you like, that we apparently are. They do, because they're the ones that will be going on and on and on. And we, we just sit there and go, well, this, this is fine. This is all right. You know, we've seen worse. We've been there in 1999. And that's that's how it's gone. But he's listened too quickly and jumped too quickly on it. But I think now he's addressed it. And I think 
like let bygones be bygones. If you want a refund, you take a refund. You either pay on a match by match basis or you don't come back. Like that's that's you know you've had half the season already. If that's what you want, that's what you want. And it's hundred quid. It's not it's not vast amounts of thousands and thousands of pounds that you've invested. If you want your hundred quid back, that's fine. If that's what you're willing to give up. But, you know, it shouldn't have been addressed in the first place. Whoever advised that was completely wrong. I think you're right. This kind of rolls nicely into what what you mentioned earlier on, Fudge, in terms of the fans forum, which is taking place on um, on Thursday. Uh, and we, we don't know a massive amount about this. It kind of came a little bit out of the blue. Uh, all, all we kind of know is what was said on the official website about it, which is that it's to kind of discuss the financial model of the club moving forward and Mr Chancery wanting fans' input on on that. Uh, and what it kind of seems to be sort of saying is, um, do fans want cheaper prices, which means less investment in players, or do they want to continue paying current prices or potentially paying a little bit more in order to fund... Um, the next wave of, of players that we bring into the club. And I'm kind of connecting a few dots there because I don't think the website explicitly said that, but that's kind of the impression that, that you get. And um, obviously I've, I've from the last couple of, of steering group meetings that I've been at where Mr. Chancery has kind of made these hints about the fact that, well, you know, we can go to a, a policy of going back to charging 25 quid for, for tickets for the, for the game, but it will mean that we've got to play youth players and we're not bringing in, you know, kind of experienced players that, that add something to our squad. Um, I, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't really know what to ask you about it because I, I don't want to go as far as asking you whereabouts you stand on that particular issue because I think everyone's kind of got their opinions on, on that unless you want to talk about it. Um, but do you think do you think it's a good move that the, the club are getting fans involved in that conversation or do you think you know Mr Chancery as the owner should just make his mind up on his policy and, and get on with it? I think there's two sides to that. I think, uh, yes, he should listen to the fans to an extent but I, th- I think Vic's right. I think he's listened to us a bit too much and we like a Windsor's Yorkshire folk. So, you know, mm. I'd... Uh, I kind of want him to. I want to see what he does when he runs a business. Do you know what I mean? I kind of want to see that side of him. We've seen glimpses of it now with him dismissing Carlos and the way he kept him on, and we've seen glimpses with the way he's handled this this whole debacle we're talking about already. But you know, I kind of want him. I kind of want to go. Yeah, thanks for your input, but I've got millions of pounds. Leave me alone and watch me go, please. Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you think that this is uh, is is maybe kind of off the back of the 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 the, the clear failure of the club eighteen sixty seven scheme, um, and this is this kind of you know almost his ultimatum, which is you know either you're going to have to put some more money in somehow, or we can't continue with the current financial model. And do you think fans do you think fans will will go with that or or not? I think we're skint. I think we're skint as a as a as an area. I think somebody wrote down that we are 39 out of 40 in terms of the I can't remember the stat, but it was really interesting. And um, and I think that what we do need, there needs to be a, a branch. There needs to be something extended to the people of Yorkshire specifically where they go, actually, yeah, you know what? You lot are skin. Let's not charge 59 quid for a jersey. Let's not charge 850 quid for a lovely painting. Do you know what I mean? Let's, let's do more, but... Uh, uh, 
cheaper price. Does that that make sense? It needs to be. It, it needs to be more accessible to the people because we are a working class town. Albeit, I don't live there no more. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you're not going to get the local people involved if you're going to price yourself out the market. If this was central, if this was a central London club and sixty quid for a shirt and yada yada yada, there are people around there that would pay it. But those people don't exist in Yorkshire. I'm afraid it, it, it don't happen. There's a reason I don't live there no more, purely because of that reason. I moved down here for a job. Now I'm not slagging it off. I'm very proud of where I come from. Don't get me wrong, but you know I'd, I'd move back in a heartbeat if the money was available up north that I'm getting down here. Now, and and it's those little details like the uh, the baby outfit that Vic was talking about that was fifty quid and and the jersey and all. Oh, this. just to step in there, Fudge, just in classic Sheffield Wednesday fashion, that baby outfit was incorrectly labelled as fifty pounds and is actually twenty five if you go and ask at the counter. <laughs> Fucking relabel the others. Relabel them. Bloody hell. Wow. Wow. But yeah, I, ju I just think that there just needs to be uh, a, a bit more connection to the area as opposed to somebody going, well, it's a football club. They expect to pay more. Let's. Does that make sense? Do, do, do you see where I'm going? I see where you're going 100%. And I think, I think you know, it's good that he does these fans forums. I think it's it's maybe not, I wouldn't say healthy, um, because like I said before, the ones that scream and shout and stamp the feet the most are going to be the ones that are heard. Um, but I do think that the night before the derby, is, it's, it's a very tense time as it is. I think it's a bad time to do it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting in terms of the timing, isn't it? And um, you know, I, I kind of think that it's almost, you know, derby eve is where, you know, we maybe have a, couple of beers and just calm our, calm our nerves. You know, we probably don't want to be talking about mega serious stuff the night before such a, such a big game. Um, let's, let's talk a bit about that game then, because it's, as I say, the build up to it feels like it's got a little bit lost with everything else that's been going on. But, you know, we have got a game of football to, to play on Friday. We could really do with getting something out of it. Um, what, what are your thoughts and feelings as we go into it? Well, I think I, was, I wasn't I was feeling too confident. I wasn't feeling too negative about the whole thing. I've got a really close friend of mine who's a blade and she's exactly the same. But then, as I've just told you guys, the breaking news that's come out of Hillsborough tonight is that Hutch is having surgery and uh, is definitely unavailable for the derby. And that, to me now, is just like a kick in the face. I really, I don't want to watch it. I just, that was my last bit of hope, I think, that I was kind of holding on to, the fact that we might have Hutch to hold it up in centre mid. Um, and now I'm a little bit, well, I'm a lot deflated. I think it's... Uh, I, I mean, that brings me to a side point about how long do we give Hutch before we go, listen, mate, you are you are literally broken. You made a glass and I'm bored of paying your money, but I'm surely we've got it. We must get him on a pay-as-you-play contract. If we've given him a full-time one, then somebody needs shooting. But in terms of the derby, um, I'm not expecting much, if I'm honest. I think that, you know, there is a good potential, given the players that are out and the, the whole 11, 12 people that we don't have available to kick a ball that day, I'm, I'm not optimistic. If I've been optimistic, I'd say we'll get a one-all draw out of it. I've got a funny feeling it's going to be a draw as well. I mean, they're not in amazing form, are the United? I mean, they they did they did win at the weekend in the in the cup, and you know certainly their recent form has been a bit better than ours. Um, but it's been you know if if you kind of plot it on a graph, it's been a bit of a a, a downward kind of decline for 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 them for a, a little while now as well. Um, so it's kind of just a matter of who's least worst, isn't it? On um, 
on on Friday, and you know, Jos might have something kind of up his sleeve. Who knows? Um, following on from from that, very quickly, then we're back in action again on Tuesday with the FA Cup replay against. Um, Carlisle, and I'm going to do um, uh, a major U-turn here after last week talking about how completely uninterested I am in the FA Cup and don't care about it. I've actually decided now that I'd like us to go on an FA Cup run um, for a specific reason, and that reason is that from the fourth round onwards, every round that you reach in the FA Cup, the league match that you have scheduled has to be rearranged for a later date when we are likely to have a few more players <laughs> available to us. So you just uh, want to finish more... the season in like July. Is that yeah, what you want, James? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the more games we can get postponed, you know, I'd also like it to snow quite a bit over the next few weeks. That could get a few games uh, postponed and that gives us a chance to actually get some first team players back uh, before we have to replay It could get games. to the point that... Our pre-season is the end of this season. Can you imagine how good that would be? Just like, yeah, warm up, lads. Knott's Forest at home, warm up. That could be brilliant. <laughs> so for that reason, um, I wasn't originally going to bother going to the Carlisle game, but I've changed my mind. I'm going to go. It's only 10 quid a ticket, which is, I think is really, really good. Um, so um, I'm, I'm quite up for it now, and I'm up for a cup run. And um, yeah, let's see how far we can get and push back a few league games. I think, I think it's sound logic. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go, but I'd agree with it. It just gives us something to cheer and shout about, though, doesn't it, as well? You know what I mean? That'd be nice. If we had a bit of a run, get round of the fifth, fifth, sixth round, something like that, we'd have a bit of a cheer, you know, we'd be able to get behind the manager a bit more. I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be miserable. Might chuck a few players in the spotlight mm. as well. We, you realise we will lose to Carlisle. You know, this is all we are going to lose to Carlisle. Yeah, the way that so. people have talked about, oh, who do we want, Stevenage or Reading? I'm like, well, we have still got to beat Carlisle before that happens. And the last time that we did this, if you recall, was when we played Charlton in the FA Cup three, four years ago, and the winner of that tie got Sheffield United away. And we were already like, you know, making plans on which pubs we're going to go to before the game and everything. Um, and of course, Charlton came and beat us. So, um, you know, we'll have to see what um, what happens. But um, yeah, a cup run, I think, could well do us, could well do us some good. Um, and I think that's just about it, really, because there's not much happening in terms of transfer activity. Um, I don't think we've had anyone kind of come in or go out. I think that we Jake Keane went out on loan, but I don't think anyone even remembers who he is, so um, that's not really a big uh, a big deal. Um, Vic, you've got a tweet of the week, I believe. I do, yeah, but I've, I've lost it now. I sent it ages ago. Hold on. There's been all this like drama in between about losing, it losing was, signal. It was bully and, bully and Joss, wasn't it? With Joss with the uh, piece of paper in his hand. It was, it was, my love. Hold on. Um. Anyway, it was from Andy, which is at row underscore tweet. I think is it W R O E underscore tweet. And uh, he tweeted me saying, "Oh God, we're we're done," or something like that. It's all gone to pot. And he'd photoshopped the piece of paper that Mister Luhukai was holding up and just said, pass to Leuven's, pass to Lee's. And I was like, yep, that's it. We're done. That's that's it. And I actually thought it was real at first. So and a little <laughs> it, bit it of a flutter. It is quite convincing, isn't it? It does look quite um quite It's real. pretty impressive. I tell you what, I need to, I need uh, the people on Twitter actually to uh, to bring me up on something, uh, and it's stuff like that that you've just spoke about there, Vic. I you know, we know what Twitter's like. Twitter is a 
toilet of a website and and, uh, and I think Atty Newhew in the interview with the Independent brought it up really well saying that um, what people do they'll see something and see how quick they can make a joke out of it now that is my entire Twitter you know that's your life it's, it's, it's my life and, I, and I've become so anti-social I sit in pubs reading tweets trying to make a gag out of it so what I've tried what I've endeavoured to do now because the last one I did was pointing and laughing at the Primark hangar and uh and a couple of people actually had a pop at me saying, is that where we are now? That we just, literally just anything that the club does, we just point and laugh at. So I've gone, right, when it comes to the club and the way that the, the club's run and yada, 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 I'm going to endeavour not to make a gag about it on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's not what we need. I'm, I, you're going to be a new man. I'm being positive today as well, like the new manager, and I'm not going to take the piss out of the way the club's Good. run. You've also got to bear in mind the fact that, you know, Primark, I think, is pretty much the last store left that lets you keep the hangers when you buy something. So I reckon about <laughs> 70% of coat hangers Dude, take them off you, though, don't they, until you ask. Yeah. Do they? Oh, they didn't use it. I've not bought anything for ages, but... Um, yeah, yeah, you have to go, uh, and, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I have I have learned as well, um, if you buy clothes from a supermarket, but you go through the self-checkout, they don't take the hangers off you. Um, so you know, little tip for you there, Sheffield Wednesday. Next time you're in the market for a, uh, for a hanger, get yourself to um, get yourself down to Sainsbury's. You can keep it for note. There you go. Go see George. <laughs> you know, concern about that whole thing was why was it there? I mean, so it was in the changing room. So one of the players was using it. Now, football players are Primark people, are they? Is that where we are now? Are we not, are we not big I've, I've, anymore? I've, I've, was, I just, I've heard I, that I Liam Palmer is. I think Liam Palmer is. <laughs> it was probably a, oh, we're doing a photo shoot with a shirt. Oh, my God, we need a hanger and run to the nearest cloak room. And it's probably someone who's brought one in for Christmas due and left it in there and that's it, innit? So it was a medium. Every work toilet has... Every work toilet has a Primark hanger in it, doesn't it? Like I can, I can yeah, see does. now our our disabled toilet at work, which I use because it's a bit more spacious, um, has got from I can I can see it. I don't know where it's hanging from, but I can see every time I go in, there is a Primark hanger in there, and it's been there for years. Every work toilet <laughs> has one. <laughs> it is the rules. It's, it's the a rules. little known fact. Um, right. Any other um, any other little bits tonight? No, I'm out. I'm out. Just one thing that I was going to mention, which is not really Wednesday related, but kind of is, um, and I just I just quite liked it, which was that um, you know Richard O'Donnell used to play for us, um, and ended oh up going, I love Richard. Yeah, he's been to a few different places at Bristol City. Anyway, he's been playing at Rotherham um, this season, and uh, I believe a couple of days ago he. Uh, moved to, I think it's Northampton, but anyway, he's left uh, Rotherham. Tisha. And um, I saw that he tweeted a fan that had tweeted him over Christmas who'd bought his son um, a Rotherham United goalkeeper jersey with O'Donnell on the back and his number. Uh, Richard O'Donnell had gone back through his Twitter, found this tweet and replied to it saying, I feel really bad that you bought this as a Christmas present. I've now left the club. So please uh, DM me your address and I'm going to send you uh, a signed shirt and some gloves and stuff, which I just thought was just a nice touch. And, um, you know, something you, you don't see it that often, do you? Football is kind of going out of their way. So um, I know he doesn't play for Wednesday anymore, but I liked it and I thought, you know what, we need something to spy about it because we're all miserable buggers at the moment so um that might just do it for us uh right then, maybe fudge. maybe if you tweet him james 
James, if you could tweet him and just tell him how wonderful that is and then ask him if he's still in touch with Luke Bowden and we're saved, aren't we? That's it. We're sorted. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Uh, right, Fudge, um, if anyone wants to, um, uh, I don't know, send you positive vibes through the medium of the tweetage. That'd be great. Yeah, just send me some positive ones. Try and me up because I've been a miserable bugger. Right? My uh, I'm on Twitter, at Fudge. Hit H-M-U. That's what the kids say now, isn't it? Hit me up. Maybe what I might start doing, yeah. Fudge, is, is every morning tweeting you, like, inspirational quote of the day. Do you think that, that will that help oh, or will that I'm make like you more angry? Of sunset. I, I, mean, I actually yeah, I have... Random quotes in front of a sunset or, a float, or somebody blowing out a dandelion or something like yes. that. Yes. I, I do have a work colleague that regularly emails me inspirational quote of the day. Yeah, that'd be it great because Andy McElwain regularly want to punch sends me knob gags. Say again. It kind of makes me want to punch him. Um, I think knob gags is probably more appropriate um, for you, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, but daily, daily knob gag will do then. Um, Vic, what is your inspirational knob gags? If you. I don't want any inspirational knob gags, thanks. Uh, my Twitter is at Victoria one eight six seven, but. Like I said, I'll probably be a miserable sod until probably this time next week, so probably avoid it. I can't imagine that it'll stop this time next week, to be honest. I think that's pretty much it now. Well, it? no, it depends how much we get thumped, doesn't it? But yeah, I'll probably, I've got to go out. Oh, God. My friend Lauren, who's the Blade, who, home and away Blade, season ticket 30 years, like hardcore Blade, and it's her birthday on Friday. So I really, really, as much as I love her, I hope she has an awful birthday. I really do, Lauren. I'm so sorry. And I've got to take her out for her birthday on Saturday. So I've got to face her after it all as well. And it's just. Going for afternoon tea. I'm just going to shove it in her face. I've got a strange feeling that I'm not going to see Saturday. I've I've kind of ruined no, Saturday. James, off don't, don't 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 talk like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, no, I do. I, I've got. I've just got a feeling that Saturday is going to be a complete write-off. Um, so um, I'm I've I've already got my first beer in the fridge ready for three o'clock on Friday afternoon, um, and then probably. Are you heading, going? Yeah, probably heading over there about half six. But they're not selling, they're not selling alcohol to away fans either. So um, you know, we'll probably no. leave it as last minute as possible. And then obviously going to go out afterwards if we win to celebrate, if we lose to commiserate. So I've just got a feeling that Saturday's not going to happen. I, I, I think Saturday in James World is a write off. Um, anyway, I'm sure that there'll be lots of um, silly drunken tweets from me in and around Bramble Lane so if you want to follow me I am at James Marriott follow the podcast at TWWcast you can get all our other information and details and uh, you can find out how to send us an email if you wish to maybe you could send Fudge directly uh, an inspirational quote of the day or a knob gag take your pick uh, you can do it all via the Wednesdayweek.co.uk. Um, thank you for your company um, this evening and um, we'll see you next week <laughs> the 90th minute you've got all your mates round you've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing ready to go 
Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.